Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with Italia News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, June 9, 2022. Italy is set to lift the last remaining requirements to wear masks indoors after June 15, except for hospitals and care homes. The numbers keep on going in the right direction and it seems that for now Italy is succeeding in in coexisting with the virus. But already during the elections and the referendum of next June 12, people will be able not to wear masks, even if the Italian government says that wearing a mask during the voting procedure is not mandatory but highly recommended. On June 12, Italians have been asked to vote on five referendums on five different aspects governing the Italian justice system. In addition, nearly 9 million voters will be called upon to renew municipal councils in almost a thousand Italian municipalities. For the referendums, 51.5 million Italians are eligible to vote. For the results to be valid, 50% plus one of eligible voters will have to go to the polls and all predictions say that it will not happen. The last referendum was held in 2016 and only 31.80% of eligible voters went to the polls. According to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the Ukraine war will limit Italian GDP growth to just 2.5% in 2022 and 1.3% in 2023. Because of the war, our country is third to last among European Union Union nations in terms of growth recorded in the first quarter of this year. And talking about the war, a few days ago in agreement with the Italian government, the Secretary General of the Italian Ministry of Foreign Affairs summoned the ambassador of the Russian Federation to Italy firmly rejecting the accusations of amorality made against some of the Italy's institutional and media representatives in recent statements by the Russian Foreign Ministry and reaffirming Italy's strong condemnation for the Russian Federation's unjustified aggression against Ukraine. The Italian also reminded the Russian ambassador that in Italy the press is free as opposed to Russia, so the Italian government is not responsible for what the Italian press free, free press says as in any other free and democratic country. Of the top three wine-producing nations in the world, Italy was the only one to see growth in 2021, according to a recently published study. Italy produced 50.2 million hectoliters of wine in 2021, up 2% on the previous year, ahead of France with 37.6 million hectoliters, minus 19%, and Spain with 35.3 million hectoliters minus 14%. In Italy, sales of sparkling wines plus 21% grew above those of steel wines plus 12.4%. Organic wine sales increased 11% to reach a 3.3 market share, while vegan wine sales rose 25, uh, 24.8% to account for 2.2% of the overall market. Despite the uncertainties in 2022, leading Italian wine producers expect a 4.8 increase in sales compared to 2021, with exports set to grow by 5.6%. In addition, according to another report, between 2015 and 2020, Italy is third with 689,000 hectares of wines, of vines, and together with France and Spain, accounts for three quarters of the area in the European Union. Among the more than 500 main varieties of wine existing in the European Union, 96 are found in Italy alone, whose territory, unlike other countries in the EU, is divided equally between white and red wine cultivation. 
Another area where Italy excels is in museums and cultural venues. Italians can enter for free in any state museums on the first Sunday of every month, an initiative that returned last April with resounding success after a long stop due to the COVID pandemic. Based on these admissions, uh, we can say that in the top two places for popularity is Rome, with the Vittoriano and Palazzo Venezia in first place and the Colosseum Archaeological Park in second. The Uffizi in Florence is in third place, Pompeii Archaeological Park in fourth, and Villa Adriana and Villa d'Este in Tivoli in the province of Rome in fifth place. They are followed by the Academy Gallery in Florence, the Regia di Caserta, the Archaeological Park of Herculaneum, the Royal Museums in Turin and the Royal Palace in Naples. And speaking of art, one of the projects in the Italian recovery plan is to turn Italy's decommissioned nuclear power plants into art hubs, places to shelter damaged works to refurbish abandoned warehouse so that in the face of exceptional events such as earthquakes or floods, sculptures and paintings can be sheltered there for restoration. In the past, in the emergency, we have been unprepared. Five reference facilities have been identified in Piedmont, Emilia Romagna, Campania, Lazio and Marche. The just-released ranking of quality of life in Italian cities is divided by age group, says Aosta in Valle d'Aosta is the most child-friendly province in Italy, followed by Arezzo, Siena and Florence in Tuscany, and then Udine in Friuli, Venezia Giulia. At the bottom of the ranking in the last place is Naples in Campania, then Caltanissetta and Palermo in Sicily, then Matera in Basilicata and Reggio Calabria in Calabria. Once again, unfortunately, the north is at the top and the south at the bottom. The indicators used for this ranking are the number of children per woman, the extent of school gardens, equipped green spaces, places in kindergartens, the number of active pediatri pediatricians, number of students per class, accessibility of schools, percentage of school buildings with cafeterias and those with gym gymnasiums, sports, and the number of reported crimes against minors. On the other hand, as far as Italian young people are concerned, in first place is Piacenza in Emilia Romagna and in last place is Southern Sardinia. <clears throat> For young people, the indicators change. There are the number of marriages celebrated, the average age of childbirth, the migration balance, sports areas, the number of municipal administrators under 40, the rent gap between the center and the suburbs, business with owners under 35, the number of bars and nightclubs, the percentage of businesses that do e-commerce, college graduates compared to the population between 25 and 39, and the youth unemployment rate. The elderly, on the other hand, again according to the same ranking, would live best in Cagliari in Sardinia and worst overall in Pistoia in Tuscany. For them, the indicators used were life expectancy at age 65, the number of urban gardens, complaints filed by citizens for noise pollution, public agencies spending on home care for the over 65s, transportation of the elderly and disabled, libraries, elderly dependency ratios, the number of active geriatricians, the consumption of drugs for chronic diseases and depression, and the number of specialist doctors and nurses. <clears throat> Yesterday, the European Parliament made a historic decision approving the European Commission's proposal as part of the Green Transition Project to Zero Emissions, the sale of new cars and any vehicles with gasoline, diesel and combustion engines will be banned, will be prohibited in the European Union from 2035. But an amendment was also approved to safeguard, even for just one year, manufacturers of excellence and luxury cars such as Ferrari and other prestigious companies in Italy's Motor Valley. 
Europe confirms its goal of reducing by 2030 the total CO2 emissions of the European economy by 55% compared to 1990 and then aiming for total climate neutrality in 2050, as envisioned by the European Green Deal. <clears throat> After yesterday's decision, the next important meeting on this issue is at the end of June, when the European Council, where the Member States sit, will meet. This body's approval, which, which, which is much more difficult than that of the European Parliament, will also be needed to make the legislation final. So the fate of the car in Europe is not decided, but yesterday's decision will certainly have a huge bearing on the continuation of negotiations. As I often do, I end the video with a small but good news story about an Italian sports success story. This time we are talking about water polo. Once again, the best European men's water polo team is Italian. It is Pro Recco team from the small Ligurian town of Recco, a tiny town of 10,000 inhabitants on the Riviera di Levante, not far from Genoa. The Italian team won the Champions League, the most important continental tournament, winning it for the second consecutive time and for the tenth time since 1965. Proreco is the most titled team in the world in water polo. The trophies won this season have further increased the gap between Proreco and other teams, both in Italy and abroad. The last championship won was the 34th in Italy, 23 more than the second most titled Italian team, which is Posillipo in Campania. The gap has also increased in the Champions League in Europe, where the only two teams currently keeping pace are Serbia's Partizan Belgrade and Croatia's Mladost, with three Champions League less than Proreco, less than the Italians. It's all for now, it's all for today. Please stay safe and take care. With Italian News, we'll be back next Thursday. Please stay safe, please have a good time. My name is Umberto Mucci, this was With Italian News. Ciao from Rome.